Kia ora guys, welcome to Afraid to Ask. Now this is a podcast where we ask all the questions that you don't want to because you're too afraid to ask them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no matter no matter if your question is stupid or dumb or or just a little a little misinformed, mm. uh, this podcast mm. intends to answer those questions for you. Or controversial. Yeah, yeah, give us some controversial questions. Yeah. Submit, uh, submit something that's going to like get people anxious. <laughs> so my name is Stanton. My name is AJ. And today we're asking the question, why do triangle sandwiches taste better? Well, that's kind of what we're, that's, that's one of the many questions yes, we're asking yes. today as we talk to Alan Brown and John Kelleher about food. Yes, these are two experts in the culinary world, mm-hmm. professional chefs mm-hmm. at AUT yeah. and in New Zealand. It's going to be an interesting one, guys. Yeah, we talk about, um, it's mainly sort of food aesthetics. Yeah. Uh, so, what, yeah, why do triangle sandwiches taste better? Mm-hmm. And we talk about uh, your taste buds. Um, did you know that there's a taste called umami umami i love it i love it we ask what the heck is umami <laughs> um and if you are hungry listening to this podcast oh, oh <laughs> i feel sorry for you we Very recorded sorry for you my friend we recorded this at lunchtime and i hadn't eaten and um yeah if you hear a bit of tummies grumbling in the background <laughs> that is aj it's not me and then um, later on in the episode, we're going to follow you, Stan, mm. out into the street of um, our AUT campus, and you're going to be asking the yeah. students um, what they what, what are their favourite foods, what do they cook if they want to impress someone. Um, I, I love this topic. Food is mm. such a good topic. Food is it? This, yeah. this has been a, a great one, great one to record, and I hope you guys enjoy it too. Delectable topic. Um, if you are an avid listener to this podcast, or even if this is your first one, and you want to get in contact with us, or you want to submit your own que- uh, question that you're afraid to ask, um, you can tweet us with the hashtag AskAUT, and there are a few other ways to contact us um, with questions, but I think that's the best way at the moment. We'll let you know if there's anything better down the line but other than that let's get to the episode can you talk if you haven't got a break what's your record for consecutive questions asked i say who's on first what's on second i don't know who's on first what's the deal with airplane you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth at this point i'm too afraid to ask why tell us a bit about the history of food presentation Whoa, you want to take that one too? Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it probably goes back, I don't know, it probably goes back um, to some of the first French restaurants in what, 16th century, something like that, where food, I mean, food was always there for basically just for strength. You know, eating, you had to eat unless you died. And then when people started to barter for food or pay for food, then they probably wanted a little bit more. You know, in other words, they wanted a bowl of this and a piece of bread on the side and, and, a, and a wooden spoon. and So that's probably the start of the history. And then, of course, you know, then you start having, you know, if you go back to pyramids, we're finding, and the Romans were finding, you know, beautiful mosaics and plates and stuff. So, again, it's, you know, when you start getting into that um, hierarchy, people with money, and all you have to do is look at these days with restaurants, the levels of restaurants. Yeah. Um, so it just starts like, like to me that's often what it will be mm. a lot of it comes down to money <laughs> um, and even in, in through history you know the, the people who have the people who haven't um, so I suppose the presentation would have something to do with status and um, money and you know the, all you have to just look at 
the quality of stuff in the in in the some of the top dining rooms in the world now. You know, the Villeroy and Bosch will come up and design something for this specific restaurant. So that crockery or that glassware you cannot get anywhere else. Yeah. So it's so yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and just going back a couple of centuries, it was really the tea houses that developed into the yeah. the cafe bistros and then into the restaurants, and that's when things became more elegant and and the standard was raised and people paid attention to mm. and the restaurant it, scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like it's so much more prominent nowadays. I mean with Diga stations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so many so many different restaurants. Yeah. And also uh, the rise of cooking shows. True. So I think I mean, the celebrity and I think the rise of T V yeah. have started that, you know, yeah. and, and like we lost a load during the wars. Mm-hmm. You know, the second world specifically we lost a lot of chefs, etc. But amazingly enough, a lot of the French restaurants did extremely well because the German occupation, they were allowed to carry on. But if you if you start looking at um, uh, the American woman, uh, Childs, yes, yeah, she was one of the first, you know, on TV. Right. And all of a sudden, people saw, oh, we can make this. And if you go, you know, dare I say, the last ten or fifteen years with the Master Chefs. And then everyone thinks they know something, and it's turning into a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kitchen nightmare. <laughs> kitchen yeah. nightmare. That's the next. <laughs> Which is another show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it is. I think. Yeah, I think that the, the celebrityness. That yeah, you're quite right. It's yeah. getting out there, and 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 it's more forthcoming. Uh, even people who haven't eaten, who don't eat much, or don't go to those sort of restaurants, when they see these things, you know, they see them. Whereas before, you would only seen them by, you know, paying it through the nose through a restaurant. I suppose it's also become a lot more accessible as well with social mm. media. So you, you can find a fine dining recipe, yeah. a tutorial on how to do it in 30 seconds. Yeah. 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 And, and YouTube is great for that. People, yeah. people are using Google and YouTube to search recipes and restaurants and, and techniques and things like that. All you have to do is look at what's happening to the publishing world. Not, not I'm just cooking books is one thing, yeah. but publishing generally yeah. mm-hmm. um, because of the media and, the, and, and, and that sort yeah, of world. Everything is digital now, yeah. is it? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it, but hey, it's all right. <laughs> I like the paper, excuse me, what, yeah. where's my pen, there it is. <laughs> Fountain pens. Um, do, you think that, do you think it makes it taste better, or is it just uh, an association you're making? Because I, I love a good like ham and cheese sandwich, right? Yep. Um, but a ham and cheese sandwich cut into triangles is so much better to me. And I don't know if that's just something from my childhood right. or, or something yep. I've... I've got some weird association with but well, yeah well it may look better cut into triangles you can see the filling and, yeah, that, yeah. and you eat with your eyes and it may look more appetizing to you and uh, it may taste better because you're having um, all those ingredients captured in your mouth in a smaller bite perhaps mm. you know your eyes your eyes are part of your senses yeah so yes yes you do unquestionably you know you eat with your eyes but at the end of the day um, your sandwich has still got to taste good mm, yeah. so even though you might pick it up but you think it looks good yeah <laughs> it's got to deliver and that's why taste is more important yeah no question so if I get, if you had an ugly you mm. know cheese and cheese and ham sandwich yeah. that was off skewed and crusts weren't on or were on or whatever and you know yeah. oh, bloody hell but I'm hungry and all of a sudden you're talking to somebody yeah. and the conversation stops because you go oh my god this is so good <laughs> there's your answer okay yeah I mean I I, I I put that into like an Indian restaurant it's one of the you know you go and, and you get a nice curry or whatever and it's just served in a, a simple bowl or a little copper mm-hmm. dish and it sits there and it might have a bit of you know coriander and yogurt over it and a bit of rice and you're having a conversation it's nice and cheap and you're with friends and you're having a beer 
and you have a mouthful of this and the conversation stops yeah. because it's sensational yeah. it doesn't look anything mm. yeah, there you go. So, so it's mm. the eyes are great but got to deliver and silence is often a good thing yeah oh yeah when you're dining yeah. you know yeah <laughs> so always good, good always yeah. good when, yeah. when, you, when you've got it a is. table of people yeah. you're cooking for and it's yeah. quiet then you know you've pretty much nailed it <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah. it's all yep, yep, yep. Oh, that was yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you guys had any experiences with like? Are there, are there any foods that are really hard to present well, or, or are impossible to be presented well? Like, like we've got written down here, soup. Yeah, is... can you make soup look attractive? I've never oh, seen that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, amazingly simple. Some of the, some of the purees. Yeah, maybe and, the problem. Yeah, <laughs> some of the colourful purees, yeah. and then you've got your oils and your creams whipped yeah. in or, or, or decorated. They look good. Yeah. Um, your broths, you just, you, mm. you, ga- you know, you're garnishing a clear soup with things. You can see mm. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, think broths, uh, you know, like mm. a consomme or broth is very popular at the moment yeah. because it's just a vehicle for holding something more. Yeah. You know, whether it's a dumpling, whether it's a, mm. a mousseline, well, mm. it doesn't really matter. It could be anything, piece of meat in the middle, mm-hmm. and you build it up mm. and you just got this broth around it. That's still a soup. Okay. So, I, was, no. I was recently in Leon. I went to a, a three star Michelin restaurant, um, and uh, my dining partner had a 110 New Zealand dollar entree soup. Wow. And you couldn't see the soup because it was covered in pastry, puff pastry, called en croute. Um, But what made it expensive was the the truffles. (laughs) It was a truffle (laughs) soup. $4,000 a kilo or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, And um, so in that respect, you you don't know what you're getting because you haven't broken the, the pastry crust. Right. Otherwise, yeah, so if was, you want to do something yeah. at home and you want to make it interesting, then 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 make your your bowl or your whatever you want to put and you know pretty or whatever, and then pour the soup in afterwards, as okay. opposed to okay. give them. So actually, just take a jug and teacup, a teapot, oh, yeah. whatever you want to do, and pour your soup, and all of a sudden, oh, that's a good mm. technique, actually. Yeah. 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 So yeah. should you so, should you pay more money for a food that looks good or tastes good? Because like I've heard of like. $10,000 hot chocolates that have gold flakes in them but of course gold yeah, flakes yeah. are flavourless but yeah. pe- people are dying out not just for the food it's for the, the ambience the, the environment and the, the social occasion Yeah, and that, that's all part of the package chefs have got to understand now that they yeah. can't be purist in the pure sense of I want the food and that's all I'm going to do I don't really give a damn whether you're enjoying it it's mm. so much, much more these days yeah so many elements eh? yeah you got yeah you, you just you know you, you could you know you've perhaps served a magnificent dish because you know you've done it yet if you know you and your partner are having a whopping great argument and mm-hmm. don't take any notice what you've served then it, it's failed yeah yeah sure. vice versa you know you can give someone who's a bit flat and a bit down and a bit sad or whatever something and all of a sudden they'll be lifted by food mm. and often yeah. by sharing yeah if yeah. you go back through history mm. you know the breaking bread thing the mm. sharing it's you've got to have a good meal with somebody and, yeah. and a lot of restaurants now have shared tables yeah a long table where there's more interaction and end up talking to your neighbors yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and just even um does color come um come into play um with food choices i'm, I'm thinking for example of I can't think of any foods that are black, but even foods that are, would they be seen as appealing? Oh yeah. Yes. And and that's a really topical um, at the moment moment because black um, indicates sort of luxury and expense. I mean, think of all the black food there is, caviar, expensive, Mm -hmm. truffles, expensive, Um, squid ink. Relatively expensive. Relatively expensive. Black garlic purees, relatively expensive. And now so black you, on the plate is quite sexy at the moment. And mm. you can you can buy edible charcoal, which is used to colour, for example, pasta and sauces. Yeah. 
that's black. Mm. Um, cheeses and, and cheeses and charcoal mm. uh, powder and dust. It's been around for a, while, a long time, actually. Mm. But, yeah. but you know, sitting on a plate black, and you cut it open, you've got a white soft. It's not the most popular colour. No, okay. It's no. not widely used, but yeah. it has that luxury, expensive um, connotation. And also because you're talking about, you know, presentation, you, you don't see much black. If you just get a, a whisper of black on a plate, it's liable to go, oh, what's, what's that? Mm, okay. mm. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was just researching about it, and I'll read this to you because I found this kind of riveting. So, uh, for example, if you feed your baby neutral coloured foods, such as rusks and cereal, this will lead them to prefer beige and white foods. On the other hand, if you feed babies a wide range of coloured foods like blueberries, carrots, feijoas, strawberries, they will have successful eating experiences with many coloured foods. No, I, can, I can believe that. Yeah, I can, I can believe that. That's what yeah. research uh, <laughs> yeah. no, uh, it's just a, it's indicates. Yeah. That's probably right. <laughs> yeah. and, and also, those colours are good for you in terms of yeah. nutritional benefits. And they grow yeah. up to be less picky. As well. well, that's what I was going to say. If you, yeah. if you give them all that, you know, I mean, I know my two nephews when they're growing up, they're eating anchovies and olives. Well, when I was a child, they weren't available. Mm-hmm. But, you know, anchovies, olives, and just things, you know, that were available with that generation as opposed to ours and there's no question if you're open to everything you're going to eat better and be less picky probably more healthy I'm a real picky eater I've got such an Americanized palate (laughs) we can beat that out of you (laughs) please do because I need to to open my my mind and taste buds yeah, yeah. He's not really willing to try to, <laughs> to try anything that's not a burger or pizza. Yeah. Maybe we should put a, a blindfold. You want really to need to go to one of the yeah. dark. Or you want to go to one of the, yeah. the, the meals in the where dark. Yeah. in the dark. That's mm-hmm. what you need. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With that research, um, would you say that food aesthetics are heavily influenced by um, nurture, or would you say it's nature, just in your opinion? Mm-hmm. I think it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. Nurturing definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're brought up in a different culture, different environment, or just, you know, with open-mindedness and you're not eating the same stuff, um, um, you'll be open to everything. But nature also is, plays a big part, I think. And, and, and particularly so in certain cultures yeah. where it's very seasonal. Yeah, There's that's what I'm thinking about nature, I'm thinking seasons. about seasons, yeah. 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 And I can, re- I can relate to Japanese cuisine in terms of the nature and the environment and, and the landscape even, you know. Um, but certainly comfort food. Oh, is, God, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Grandmother's scones and, and <laughs> soups and casseroles and things yeah. like that is, is all part of... And the memories are just yeah. wonderful. Yeah. 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 My mum makes enchiladas and no one else makes enchiladas as good yeah. as my mum. Correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have an Italian background? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say enchiladas, uh, it'll, uh, be, sorry. it'll be more... Uh, American yeah no it's I think I think that, that the nature when, when yes I'm, I'm the same as John when you mention nature mm. I'm thinking seasonal mm. but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah uh, um, and you know you sh- certainly shouldn't be having strawberries in winter for example even sure. though you can get them um, the chefs the last are oh, probably I mean certain European chefs over history are seasonal but the new world because we're s- because the seasons can vary and we've got planes and things, tended to just use anything. But now, the last I don't know, 10, 15 years or so, mm-hmm. certainly in Australasia and New Zealand, mm-hmm. they're really very seasonal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in winter it's quite hard to get a, a dessert going because mm-hmm. you've only got apples and you've got chocolate and, and bits and pieces like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. should be seasonal. 
Okay. It's just very skillful and you're making money and same thing. It's just yeah, so things that it's a better, the better in season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I refuse to eat candy canes after Christmas Day. Yeah. It just feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Hey. yeah. But is that, is that, yeah, is that growing up or is that, yeah. <laughs> that nurture nature? Yeah. 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 It comes back down to cost as well. You yeah. buy in season, which is cheaper mm. yeah, yeah. as well. And I think um, the candy cane farms—it's <laughs> real hard to get hold of them at other times of the year. I think you mentioned culture, which is quite an important one because for us, there's lots of foods that I find to be delicious, but they aren't well presented. They don't look good in any way, and I'd, I'd offer them to friends; they wouldn't yep. find them to be appealing because of the way they look. Yeah. Whereas culturally, for us, it's not. Yeah. Presentation is not really a not factor. Really factor. Yeah. 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 Why, like, this seems to be an obsession with fine dining nowadays or modern dining as, as some are calling it um, so why is fine dining so minimalist well I actually and, um, cheap food so so plentiful okay. fine dining I, I'll actually almost mm. disagree with you on this it was yeah. very very popular and trendy well it, it, I think it's, it's it's on the wane at the moment okay. it's just um, it's I say that it, we've only got a few in New Zealand but even some of the better fine dining restaurants are now changing their styles or a lot of them are opening second tier and third tier mm-hmm. because they're so expensive. I mean, they're ridiculously expensive. I mean, just everything in the world's going up mm. in price. So, so you've got, you know, fine dining restaurants have a basic minimum of 20, 30 chefs. Yep. And, you know, and it's even good. though most of them work pretty much free, they've still got to be fed and et cetera. And, and a lot of these fine dining restaurants don't make money. Well, don't make what you think they'll make. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know what you're saying. The minimalist business... Um, yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. It, it, it's probably a lot of it tends to be quite rich. So I could give you something like you can say, oh, that's, that's pathetic. And I say, okay, I'll give you a main course portion that you think. Mm-hmm. Chances are you wouldn't be able to finish it. Right. They'll just it'll blow you up. Mm-hmm. You know, the richness, the fat, the, 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 the sugar, the, you know, mm. it tends to. The decadence. Plot. The decadence, very good mm. word. It's yeah. like Marmite. It's like Michelin. Yeah. Using it's, too much Marmite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 yeah. I mean, so, uh, and, and I suppose that the, the presentation-y thing is because people, you know, you're paying all that money, so it's got to look, it's got to look, you know, um, you Picasso or whatever. It? Yeah, it's got to yeah. be up there. Yeah. Um, but it's still got to deliver, and that's the thing, you know. And, and um, so, that, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's just, it's these days, I think you're finding, even some of our restaurants here are now, again, just changing, just toning them down a little bit, um, <coughs> because it's also a trend. Mm-hmm. Food's a trend. It's it always been a trend. Yeah. Like even gourmet burgers, eh? Yep. Gourmet burgers oh, yeah. seem to be everywhere. McDonald's yeah. has got. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's all about the sauce. Yep. <laughs> you got to have that sauce dripping <laughs> off. Yep. And, yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah. So that's it. You know. So yeah. you can have gourmet at different levels. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. Yeah. And create your own burger. If it comes out bad, it's your own fault. So I mean, it's kind of like they're, they're winning all yeah. around, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I can remember a few years back, oh, probably twenty odd years back, and I was in Europe for a number of years, and went to a Mongolian restaurant. It was a mm. very good one, and that we used to go to every Friday night with a group of friends. Cape the Pass. No, this was in London. Oh. and um, and of course, you know, and, and you cook your own. Yeah. Mm. Some yeah. of these they weren't foodies, whatever. And I just look and going, are you serious? They just, those things just clash so badly. <laughs> so I would do something, and then someone would take, taste my plate and go, well, how don't yours taste better? And I just go, you know, duh, how many things you've got mixed up here? So yeah. in the end, we'd go out and I'd have to feed eight people because they sure. you know, they'd go volume yeah. often because it's all you can eat mm-hmm. as opposed to 
even all you can eat, if you go back to all you can eat five, six, seven times of small amounts of what you want, eat, go back, eat, go back. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with a lot of people, one big plate. Yeah. And that's why tasty menus are quite popular. Yeah. Small entree size meals, dishes, served socially uh, uh, is, is, is becoming quite trendy okay. out there. Yeah. It has grown in popularity. Mm, mm. And just even with taste as well. Um, so just thinking of like, is it five basic tastes that we have? Yep. Um, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami, yeah. which I love that word. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying it like constantly ever since I learned it. It sounds real good in your accent. It does. It does. I'm going to say, it sounds much better in your accent than mine. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so exotic. Um, what is umami? Well, basically, it's a, it's a savory taste. And it's found in certain foods like um, parmesan cheese, tomatoes, anchovies. Um, certain mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms. Um, dried bonito, which is um, um, skipjack tuna, which has been dried. Right. Um, used in, widely used in Japanese cuisine. Okay, and that's where that's where the name derives from, from Japan. So um, a lot of a lot of restaurants and chefs like to play on. This umami. This, this sorry, other, can you other sense. <laughs> yeah. Umami, yeah. yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. No. Sounds like a Abba song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, it is. It's, it's mm. a savoury earthiness, yeah. you know, that gets you. And it gets you. Yeah. You, you just yeah. have it. And, mm. you know, marmite ish. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe marmite? I mean, it's. I describe it as. Um, if you don't like it, you don't know how to eat it. Yeah. So hey guys, stand in the street. I'm at the AUT City campus talking to people about food. What's a food that you love? Um, let's see, seafood. Probably cheesecake. Oh, you can't beat a good steak, can you? Let's be honest. <laughs> when we're talking good steak, are you saying like rare? Oh, like I'm, a, I'm a, bit of a bit of a medium. medium. Maybe a bit of Creole seasoning. Oh, bam, bam, bam. Is there like a family recipe? Oh yeah, oh yeah, Dad, Dad's fantastic. He makes the best. When my mum like make like noodle soup, like I really like the the soup. It's not like any other place, you know. Her her soup. Is there. Like yeah, homemade. yeah, homemade soup. Do you think you eat with your eyes? Yeah, nah, for sure. I mean, sometimes if something doesn't look good, I'm not gonna eat it. I like colours, and things have to look a certain way. Say if you have the greens, and I would get a red capsicum, not a green capsicum, because like I know it just doesn't look that nice. What's I don't know. I don't like a lot of foods. I'm pretty picky. I can't eat oysters because they're too slimy. <laughs> pineapple. No pineapple on pizza. That's not okay. Not okay. Yeah. Pineapple. The most controversial no. 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 If you like, how how can you live with yourself if you're eating pineapple on pizza? Quite frankly. Pineapple on pizza? Yay, nay. Y- yay. Definitely yay. yay. <laughs> definitely yay, Ken. What? Right. It's a bit of a family feud. Oh um, yeah. Could we just just briefly before we dive straight into um, talking about taste? Um, how much does like texture, the balance of texture and taste, does that? Can we talk about that? Because like, I a good example is mussels for me. Yep. Like, I don't eat mussels. I don't mind the taste, but the feeling of putting like what looks like a full-bodied organism in my mouth kind of it's, freaks me out. <laughs> um, t- texture is. Uh, a millimeter behind taste, in my opinion. Right. Millimeter mm-hmm. behind taste. Taste is everything. It's most important. Mm-hmm. But texture's next on the list, and it's right on its heels. Yeah. So you're just saying that that reason. Now, if I if I gave you, you know, if we, you like to taste the mussels, mm-hmm. if we minced it, for example, right, 
and antidote. Put a few um, um, chips of uh, almonds through it. Yep. Then you've got crunch going on. Nice. And you've got your flavour, and oh. you're not having this. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that it's it's a bit textured. So texture can doesn't have to be part of it. It's just textural. So it could be creaminess, mouthfeel, mm-hmm. that lovely, um, um, you know, cream and yogurt from something. Um, yeah. Yeah. But also, if you think about something as simple, if you poach a piece of fish mm-hmm. and you put it with mashed potato. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. Yeah. It's got nothing. It's it's, it's just this. Too similar. It's too yeah. similar. Yeah. So, so the, the balance isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. So balance yeah. and tex- texture is. So that's why it's very very big at the moment. Uh, more so, and it's just great. Yeah. So for you know, it might be as simple as putting dehydrated slivers of cauliflower on something to yeah, give you yeah. that little. It, it's so you always look at a dish and you go great flavors, uh, but it's it doesn't deliver balance wise. So you're. I mean, I use a lot of nuts. I yeah. use a lot of almonds and walnuts and um, um, hazelnuts in my cooking mm-hmm. for that reason. He lives in the country. I live in the country, <laughs> so. and I'm growing these trees. I'm growing these trees, you know. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, it's it's textural dehydration, deep fried stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, um, tempura. You know, you, you simply take a little bit of something with a yeah. tempura on a dish. You've got crunch. But mm-hmm. yeah, so basically, it's methods of cookery. What, what suits which product mm-hmm. or item, and um, and and also the size of the cutting, it, it, it can alter your texture. Mm. So if you cut something small um, as opposed to large, you'll get a different experience, yeah. mouthfeel and crunch, and, and it might a bigger piece may be chewier. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so that's all part of texture, and, and the way you slice certain foods. Um, Will also create different experiences, different yeah, textures. Yeah, just point, point out to our listeners that it's uh, currently lunchtime and I haven't eaten yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all this talk about amazing food. Yeah. yeah, a lot of which is black, which I'm keen to try now. It's, yeah, it's getting me hungry. Um, so, just um, you guys have spoke, I've touched on balance a few times as well. So, what different elements give you the perfect balance for dish? Well, you you name those five tastes, for example. That's that's part of balance. Yep. Uh, the, the, the 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 textures very mm-hmm. much part of balance. Color. Color. Mm-hmm. Yep. So about everything's yeah. white. Everything's green. Mm. You know. Yeah, balance. Mean, certainly, in a competition sense, you'd be marked down for too much of the same color, mm-hmm. too much of the same texture, a repetition of food items. Yeah. You know. So that's all. That's balance across all those elements. And then, of you course, know? you've got these days very much nutritional mm-hmm. balance. You know, how much protein. You know, carb, carbohydrates, vegetables, and it's actually changed over the years. Mm. Uh, the the vegetable components are increasing immensely, which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. The protein, you know, is mm. is not as big as it needs, it, you know, was, which is mm. it's correct as well. Yeah. And you don't require as much um, carbohydrates or starch. Mm-hmm. Um, one so of the, that's one of the balances. Yeah, um, I'm involved in an international competition, and um, they, which is called Baku Store. They decided in their last competition that instead of using fish, all the ingredients was, were going to be used as uh, vegetables. Okay, that so, would freak a lot of people out. Yeah, chefs. And, and, and some some competitions, you have to use fifty percent vegetables, mm-hmm. and obviously fifty percent protein. Yeah, yeah. So it's all the sustainability as well and cost. And in those sort of competitions, that I came across something I haven't got it on me, but. Basically, you take a um, a common vegetable and you serve it in an uncommon manner. Mm-hmm. 
So I use it for my, some of the students simply because you know if I give them a carrot and I want them to come up with a dish, I don't want boiled carrots. Yeah. Do something with it. I yeah. once um, was trying to make dinner for my sister, and I was I knew that caramelized carrots were a thing, but I didn't know how to caramelize them. So I poured a bunch of vanilla essence into the fry pan with them, <laughs> and I've never lived that down. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't actually have said that on air personally. <laughs> I would have kept that very much to yourself. <laughs> you could have used uh, vanilla sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, vanilla sugar. You would have got away with. Do you have any who just make flowers out of the carrots? Like how you get it some, at some Yeah, you could, you could do that. Yeah, that's sort of more on salads. And it's, again, yeah. very 60s. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if you want too much of the 60s back. Bit of a throwback, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just with those five tastes, are there any of those combos that just would not work together, in your opinion? Well, they, they work in Southeast Asia where you've got... We have to use all those ingredients. This palm sugar, the salt, mm-hmm. the fish sauce, you know... Um, tamarind a bit out there. Yeah. Mm, um, so. Most of them and <laughs> various combinations work. I mean some of them like you know bitter and salt. In fact salt softens bitter so it's so an actual fact it does work. I'm just trying to think nobody's actually ever asked me that before but <laughs> yes. that, that, that's got to be in balance yeah. okay. um, um, and excessive amounts of one or the other you know destroys anything and don't forget not everything served has those five elements. Yeah. 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 yeah um, a lot of people don't like eggplants because they find them bitter. Whereas I live on eggplants. Yeah, yeah eggplant yeah. on barbecue with some yeah, salt yeah. and oil. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. But the texture of eggplant gets me down. No, you get it crunchy though on the barbecue. Hang on, why? I mean, to answer, answer that question, why? It's like, I, I find it like, maybe I'll make it wrong, but it's like really mushy. Oh no, they make it right. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was <laughs> expecting you to say dry because most people don't cook eggplant long enough. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like chewy and dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I love the ability that you take an eggplant, which is maybe, you know, two and two inches thick or whatever it is mill mm-hmm. and it cooks and just goes flatter because yeah. it's so soft and I love that oh, a bit yeah. of barbican I mean it's almost a hot barbican type yeah. thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. different taste preferences oh absolutely yeah, totally yeah, we're, 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 that's another thing we can well we, we may or may not yeah. delve into but absolutely yeah yeah yeah. other yeah. yeah. tastes are yeah, pungency coolness numbness metallic starchiness metallic can you give me an example oh I was, I was kind of like Metal. Rusty knife. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Metal tastes metallic. Yeah. Metallic actually would be something like you whisk cream in an aluminium bowl. Right. You yeah. would not be able to eat the yeah, cream. Yeah. It would be metallic. So what it is, okay, is yeah, often okay. an incorrect technique. Okay. I'm trying to think of something yeah, that turns yeah, yeah, up. There's a reaction between the two yeah. metals. So you don't okay, want yeah. something to taste metallic? No. No. Right. no. Okay. Uh, there's no examples of something you would want to taste metallic? I can't think of anything. No. Um, some... I think if you had um, frozen protein, yeah. and I, fish for example, that may have been frozen over its due mm-hmm. date, and and you overcook it, and it, it may taste acrid or okay, you know, or freezer burn type. I do type remember a couple of years back, I was judging for a um, a competition, and it was um, somebody matched it with whiskey, and I can't quite remember what it was. But the whiskey, it was just a terrible match. I think I gave it, I should have given it 0 out of 10, but I felt sorry, so I gave it 1 out of 10. Yeah. And the whiskey tasted completely of tinfoil and metallic aluminium. Wow. It was just, it was like awful. Ooh. And that was a reaction, and like, honestly, I cannot remember what it's with. I think they had something in the sauce that completely and utterly destroyed this whiskey. Wow. Um, so, but no, we don't want metallic. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything. Can you? No, not a, I, I don't know if you've ever, you know, if you've ever done something and the piece of tin foil is ripped, 
you know, you've done a braised lamb dish or something, yeah, and, yeah. A piece of, and you're eating it, and there's a tiny bit of tin foil, and it hits you in your teeth, mm-hmm. and you have that, oh my God, and you pull out that piece. It's yes. pretty awful. Yeah. yeah. And it reminds me of the dentist. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And no. if you've got metal for that. Yeah, exactly. I, guess, I guess it's just interesting, yeah. I guess, that um, your, yeah, your taste buds recognise metallic. But they do. Because are there any other tastes that you don't want, or is that the only one out of the... 16. Oh well, no. Well, I tell you, I mean, you don't you don't want to be serving burnt products. Okay, sure. Uh, but in saying that, people at chefs are serving burnt creams and and, yeah. and, mm. and burnt because items on purpose just to smokiness or, yeah. or to get or, your uh, taste buds going. Yeah, you know? bitter is bitter is an interesting one. I, I went to a conference and that, um, and there was a, a some research done on bitter because bitter is not popular in many things. I mean, you get um, bitter cocktails mm-hmm. and and but it's not a popular taste. And one of the re- researchers is, is that bitter in our DNA is a safety. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, as in dying, as in poison. Yeah. Bitter will, will, will prevent you from, so if you, something's bitter, you spit it out. And that, um, you know, uh, could poison. For, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine yeah, snake venom is probably very yeah, bitter. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and also, yeah, but they've also found that certain... Uh, there's, I can't remember what it was. Certain foods have a certain bitterness, which mm-hmm. are extremely good for you. You know, vitamin C, some, some of the vitamin C based ones, I think. Okay. So it's one of those things, and it's it's retraining. It's actually having to retrain people that bitter is is okay. Yeah. Um, but it is one of Angus bitters. Yeah. One of the things. I, I think as you get older, your yeah. your taste changes. Like, like with wine, you'll probably start yeah. off with sweet <coughs> and say um, yeah. Sauvignon Blancs and Chardonnays, then go on to the reds. I, I think our our food. Mm. Change our food habits, change and our tastes change as we totally. as we get older, and we can totally. I don't I don't quite like wine yet, but I do like lemon lime and bitters now. Okay. Whereas when I first had it, I thought it was gross, and now it's probably <laughs> yeah. my favourite soda. So uh, uh, this is another conversation we'll do some other time. But the question <laughs> I would ask you is, why don't you like wine? And you'll you'll tell me what you don't like about wine, mm-hmm. and I can pretty much one hundred percent guarantee you there's a wine out there that you will like. Let's do it. Yeah. It's a challenge, <laughs> and it's yeah. it's very doable, and it's just what yeah what turns you off. Okay, and a lot of people with wine will simply say, "Oh, it's so bitter." Mm-hmm. Well, wine's not bitter, but okay. Know. So that's another that's another half an hour yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And um, I think you, um, John, you touched on it just before, but food preferences um, and taste preferences change with hormones and fluctuates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so which would be evidence of um, a woman who's pregnant not being able to right. s- eat certain foods that she would have loved before mm-hmm. and as you said as we as we age as well so um, there might be things that you don't enjoy as a child that you reach adulthood that you love and then when you get older again it might change are there any things that have changed for you significantly over I your life I eat more mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, for me, it would yeah. be something when I was, um, you know, 20 years ago, working, you know, 70 hours a week in the kitchen. I have a, a pint mug of hot tea, and the waitresses would just keep it coming all night, six, seven litres of tea. Yeah. And I used to have probably four or six spoons of sugar in that tea. So obviously, you know, it kept me going, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, eventually I thought, well, I'll just wean it down or whatever. Now, I, I couldn't have a quarter of a teaspoon in, in a cup of coffee. Yeah. I taste that I wouldn't be able to drink the tea or the coffee because of the yeah. sweetness. And I have a very sweet tooth, by the way. I, mm-hmm. I, I love meringues and stuff. So I have a sweet tooth. But certain sweetness at certain things, I cannot do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Too much gets sickly. Yeah. For me, if, if too much uh, chocolate and meringue and, and, and creamy sauces, it, can, it can yeah. just overwhelms you. Yeah. yeah. And Sometimes you can, tra- you can yeah. train it out of you. 
I think you know if you just slowly yeah. wink, bits like cigarettes. You know, if you were doing forty a day and you, every week you cut down to thirty eight, you'd, yeah. you'd, and eventually I don't know. You know, if you got went back to forty, you'd probably oh my god, I feel ill or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but that would be one. And I guess you know I drink a lot of wine and I, and, um, so I you know certain wine that I, I, I like a quite dr- very dry. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, to, the other one would be something like meats. A lot of students, for example, you know, especially quite young, they won't eat. Oh, it's too rare, um, and so they'll 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 go. It's bloody or rare, yeah. but all you need to do is slowly, slowly build it up, and eventually they'll have it rare, like everybody else when they get older. Yeah, I would mm. say that um, steak is something I've only really just started eating probably the last five years of my life. Yeah, because um, when I was I was younger, I didn't I wasn't really a big fan. Same with with bacon. I remember I remember being like six or seven and saying I don't like bacon because it's too salty. And now of course I love bacon because yeah. I'm a sure. <laughs> you and know, it, I'm a person. And it's also yeah. your, your family dynamics. You know what what your parents eat and what's around mm-hmm. influences your, yeah. your taste and habits. <coughs> so, and then also, um, so this is the the big one. So food combos that are polarizing. One uh, one example: pineapple and pizza. Yeah. Yes or no? No, no. <laughs> I can, I can, I can handle it. It's a textural thing. The pineapple's got fibre, and I like the taste of, of pineapple. In fact, it's my favourite fruit. Mm-hmm. And I, I will, I just love carving it too. I take care and precision. It's art. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Getting your knife around the uh, pineapple, I, I love that. It is quite a so, sexy. Yeah. It's the king. Of, it's, <laughs> actually, traditionally, pineapple is the king of fruits. Okay. okay. Classically, it's the king of fruits. Okay. So um, I'm probably still not going to have it on the pizza. No, <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate not it. Not that one. The reason, but no, is is strictly you know childhood where we didn't have any pizza places and yeah. it was tin pineapple and it was you know plastic cheese and oh, <laughs> everything about this sounds yeah. awful. No, it does. It does. <laughs> I mean, these days, if you if you did it, you know, contemporary, you know, uh, brioche base, little chocolate shaved, you know, shaved, macerated, alcoholic induced. Pineapple on mm-hmm. a pizza. I'm sure I could. Gourmet. I think I could maybe yeah. try that yeah, with you. Try that one with me. <laughs> I might still pass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and chicken and waffles. Have you tried that? No. No. Yeah. I have. Have you? I've had it a few times. Um, so it's so good. <laughs> Where on earth do you get chicken and waffles? It's, from? it's New Orleans. It's a New Orleans okay. dish. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, when I first heard of it, I was like, what? And then I had it, and it's like it's it's. I would equate it to something similar, like um, bacon on pancakes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that I can relate to because waffles are actually savoury, and some of the waffles are yeast based. Mm. And it's a it's a fried chicken, like it. Yeah. 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 Okay. If that works. Yeah. I recommend it. Okay. Sweet and sour pork. I have to admit, I've tried it. Maybe I've tried the wrong ones, but I can only taste sweet. I don't taste any sour. Okay. No, you've tried the wrong. I have tried the wrong (laughs) ones. We need, to be, we need to send you to a good place on yeah. Dominion Road. You need a little, bring your own vinegar. Just <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, what about something like, this isn't really a combination, but um, I've heard that there's a genetic disposition to coriander in some people. Mm. Like some people think it's literally inedible and some people don't well, really care. Well, I, I can refer to yeah. Japan as a culture not mm-hmm. liking coriander. Wow. wow. I've, I've lived there for seven years and everyone I've met uh, dislike it. Yeah. Um, but you know they they've grown up with their own herbs, um, mm-hmm. what they're used to, and, and they find it just too pungent, wow. too strong for their yeah. for their cuisine. Yeah. So that's totally and understandable. I know a couple of people will like cook mm. no coriander. Yeah. yeah, just they just hate it with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Are there any what? other spices that are quite polarizing like that? Or ingredients? Um, Heaps of any of them? Probably <laughs> some. For, for alle- um, allergies, some people don't yeah. like um, yeah. chili, for example, yeah. or certain peppers. Yeah. I'm actually um, trying to think what, what I can't think of many other Because re- some people like chilies, but chilies can be mild to you know, mm, destroying. Yeah. Mm, so, and they didn't know the chilies are there, whereas coriander. It's yeah. always there. Yeah, <coughs> you I mean, can't get round it. Um, when you compare genders, you'll find you know males might prefer cinnamon more than females. Mm-hmm. There's also that dynamic. Okay. Um, but in terms of polarizing, I can't really I think can't of anything. I can't really think of any others. Yeah. I mean, it is a, it's a good one, coriander, because yeah. it really is quite um, quite one that you know people. Will yeah. If it's got it in, they won't have the dish. Yeah. Mm. Literally, if it's got coriander, yes, they won't have the dish. No. Yeah. Which I find to be quite a shame because I love coriander. Do you? Yeah. I, can, I, I can even. I don't think I've had it enough because I can't even like. It probably means I don't mind it. But, but yeah. I can't even really picture what it tastes I, like. I, I enjoy in, it. Even yeah. in French, even in French cuisine, they don't yeah. don't use it much. They don't use coriander. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd use basil. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. As in Indian cuisine, yeah. coriander is. Yeah. yeah. It's massive. Yeah. yeah. It is it. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I am assuming <laughs> I'm going on Olympia. Yeah. If you hadn't listened before, and this yeah. is your first one, yeah. and you weren't a fan before, yeah. you're a fan now. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Though not all the episodes are about food and, and how to make delicious muscles. Yeah. And they aren't as mouth-watchingly <laughs> amazing. But, um, yeah, I am biased. So you can reach us on Twitter, hashtag AskAUT. Tell us your questions. So AUT is also on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram. Please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about this podcast. Tell guys. your mum. Tell yeah. your dad. Tell your best friend. Yeah. Because we want we want you and we want them to ask us you're afraid to ask questions. Because, mm. yeah, involve, yeah, audience involvement, yeah. crowdsourcing yeah. questions. We, we, want, we want you guys to get involved. So please let us know your questions. And guess what? We're not afraid to tell. Yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid <laughs> to ask because we're not afraid to tell. Uh, see you next time, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Peace. You know how to whistle, Majesty. You in What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What's the deal with Aquaman? What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. What's the deal with everything? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? At this point, I'm too afraid to